This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acree. And today, Luke, we are going to be talking about should you join a team? It's a question every real estate agent and really any business owner faces at some point in their career. Do I keep going at this thing alone or do I join a team? Well, in real estate and other service-based industries specifically, this decision comes with a list of pros and cons. While there are many benefits of joining a team that we're going to go over today, we'll also review some of the cons that you'll want to carefully consider before teaming up or staying single. Yes, uh, I watched a ton on this, and I talked to some people who are both team leaders and some people who are agents to get kind of some thoughts and opinions on it. And, and we'll start with the first one. We'll start with a lot of the the pros, but yeah, we'll, we'll rip on the cons as we go. Yeah. Um, but the the first one, and I think is the most, I would say, important one, mm-hmm. because I think when you're starting off in the business, I've always coached and encouraged people, hey, join a team if you're just starting off as an agent, because yep. the gain it gets you in knowledge and momentum and training is so much more effective and you can make up the ground of whatever you lost in branding yeah. um, in, you know, in the long run. So I think the first real pro to joining a team would be that you're able to have a coach, a mentor, someone who's a little further down the road than you, that has more knowledge than you, that can train you up yeah. and give you, whether it's advice on contracts, systems, whatever it is, you can learn from them. I think that's extremely powerful and people underestimate that. Yeah, I think, I mean, similar to if you're going to start your own business, like having experience in a business that is operating well, but getting access to people that can mentor you, whether that's a manager, whether that's someone else in the business, or you go outside your organization to get that, obviously is going to get you quicker insight into kind of the idea of like, if I want to be where you are right now, like, what do I need to do? Exactly. That's something that you can do. So what does that mean? It means if you're thinking about joining a team right now, you need to join a team with someone that you look up to that's further down the road to, than you, that you feel can mentor you, that you feel can coach you, and yep. that you can feel invest in your life. Yeah. The second one here, which is instantly gratifying, which I think is a big reason that a lot of people uh, are are drawn to a team. But when you join a team, it's a great way to get more leads for yourself And you should be joining a team that comes with an existing system to work those leads. So something that's already in place, that's already bought and paid for, that you don't have to put out your hard-earned dollars for. It's something you're getting the leads, and then you've got a system to work them. Well, you were just saying, I mean, we interviewed Will Penny, who is a team leader and everything. He has uh, some agents on his team. He used to be in independent brokerage, and now he's, I think, with EXP. But he thinks the solo agent's going to go extinct. Yep. And one of his thought processes why is because the teams now are building true businesses and systems when it comes to lead generation and how to work those leads. And they're spending thousands of dollars. I mean, I know my brother spends over $200,000 for his team in marketing, right? And that type of spend, if done appropriately, you can dominate an area, right? And you can really crush maybe a solo agent who can't spend that. And that's why ultimately relationships are the name of the game, but that's a whole nother podcast. But here's what I would tell you. This is the biggest pro because as you start as a new agent, you don't have leads. You don't have, you might right. have a sphere, but you haven't worked it. You haven't developed and it. So you don't have a cost pipeline. money, which means capital, which you yes. don't have. Yet. Correct. All you have is sweat equity. So when you step in to a system or a team, they probably have excess leads that they can give you. Then they have systems, meaning follow-up processes, systems built like a CRM or follow-up drip campaigns yeah. that you can use to nurture those leads 
and that will help you tremendously. My brother took an agent from literally nothing to making $180,000 in a year. Yeah. Well, we were just his systems. We were just talking about it before the podcast how we were on a training call not too long ago and um, it was in regards to following up with Facebook leads. And this client that we were coaching either wasn't making the calls or was not having success with the calls. The minute that uh, your brother actually got on and started calling the leads and found success instantly implanted. We were saying like we could see the look on his face instantly implanted the belief. Mm. So it's a little bit of knowledge. It's a little bit of training, right? You got to know what to say. But then once you join a team and you see someone else doing what maybe you weren't able to do as a solo agent, your belief instantly goes up and that automatically, or not automatically, but it certainly enhances your ability to produce the results. Now, I think that's well said. I think that's a great transition to the third point. So if you're thinking like, okay, joining a team, you can get a mentor. Joining a team, you can get a system for lead generation and how to work those leads. Joining a team, you get peer accountability. You get motivation. You get standards that you have to live up to. 87% of real estate agents fail. And I think it's like 90% of financial advisors. I mean, every industry, it's horrendous. One of the main reasons why is because there's not high standards of accountability. You have no boss. Yeah, people treat it as a hobby. Manager to check in. Yeah, they they get into business for themselves and they don't show up to work. Instead of like, you should show up to work for yourself at 6 a.m. Yeah. But people are not showing up till 10 a.m. Yeah, I I see this as one of those differentiators between if you need the motivation, if you need the accountability, then the team is 100% the way to go. Some people don't need that. And you might be listening to that and say, I don't even, I don't even relate to that idea of being accountable to someone else because your personal standards are so high and you're that disciplined. But if that's something that you do struggle with, the team is a great option. And and a great parallel to this is like a physical trainer. Um, because a lot of times, like I'm paying a physical trainer right now and it is amazing how accountable (laughs) they keep you to your workout routine. And you're like, wow, man, there is power and pure accountability and trainers and and those accountability standards are so critical and it it can be motivating because this is a roller coaster. So if you find yourself discouraged, (laughs) right? Getting around a team of like-minded people is extremely powerful. Don't feel bad about that. That's super normal. And that's a pro for being on a team. They can motivate you. They can encourage you. They can pick you up when you're down and you get around that energy and you elevate to that temperature. Number four, this uh, is involved with the work life balance. So joining a team could, now it's not 100% guaranteed, but it certainly could lead to better work-life balance if that's something that you personally value. Yeah. Why is that? It's because if you're so low, you're everything. everything. You are the lead generator. You are the sales closer. You are the customer service. You are the ops person. You are the accountant. You're everything. And so you'll find yourself on vacations writing offers. Yep. If you're part of a team that has some systems and structures, maybe they have a, a listing coordinator, then maybe they have a transaction coordinator. They have pieces that you can delegate off to do what you love. So maybe you love working with buyers. You can be the buyer agent on that team. Mm-hmm. That's super powerful Yeah, because it's not about the money you make. It's about enjoying what you do and making enough money to live the life you want. Yeah, which actually leads perfectly into number five, which it does. It gives you the ability to focus on what you love in real estate by focusing on one specific niche within the real estate landscape versus having to be the one hats fits all or wearing, I guess, wearing multiple hats within your business. If you love working with buyers or you love taking the listings and running open houses, like that would actually allow you to niche down into your specialty as opposed to trying to do it. And will help you ultimately make more money. We talked to Dan Lazinski um, and I mean, his team, he has 70 agents, 700 million in volume last year, number one in DC. And he was saying that as a solo agent, 
a lot of solo agents tend to cap at two to $300,000 if they're crushing it mm. because their life, if they go above that, their it's life- hour weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their life just becomes crazy, hectic, yep. non-enjoyable. He has people on his team, like he, he said, one person is going to hit maybe a million, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. And one of the points he was making is that person can focus on what they do best yep. and what they love. And he's put the people around them to do the other pieces. Love that. So those are some of the uh, the pros. But of course, with every pro comes a con. So we kind of wrote a few down here. The first con and maybe the biggest one, but again, it kind of depends on where your motivation lies, is going to be this idea that if you're working with a team, you won't only be focusing on building your own brand, which means in a way you're sort of beholden to the team's brand and their success versus relying on your own personal branding. But branding is one of the most expensive things, probably more expensive than lead gen. Because it's not instant gratification. It's not direct response. And I would tell people, it's like, yeah, this is probably the biggest con that you are ultimately building that team's brand, which means long-term, if you ever want to work for yourself, your sphere and um, all the leads that are coming in, you maybe haven't been trained up yourself to get those leads from a branding and system standpoint. Even though you know what your team is doing, they're the ones taking care of that and you haven't built that brand equity. And so it doesn't mean it's impossible for you to transition. So many agents transition out of Mm -hmm. teams, but that's something you have to contemplate and think about. And if you want to long-term be your own person, yeah, that's something that will play into it. Number two on the list, probably the most important one to everybody, but this is the dreaded commission split. So obviously working on a team, you are going to be splitting your commission. Yeah, a lot of times it's 50%. You know, you'll be splitting your commission where you get 50, they get 50, maybe yeah. sometimes even less, maybe sometimes more. Um, this year, I would tell people, don't make a rash decision though. Yeah. Because so many people, they go, I deserve more than a 50-50 split mm-hmm. or a 30-70 or whatever. thing or a pride yeah, thing. Yeah, and they haven't sat down and really done the numbers. Yes. Like sit down with your team leader and really map out the numbers of the value that they're bringing to the table from a cost of lead and all that stuff. Because you might be right. You might not be making as much money as you should. But if you aren't generating the leads, if you're not paying for the listing coordinator, if you're not paying for the CRM or the transaction management system, if you're not paying for all those little things, make sure before you make a rash decision to calculate that cost in. And nine times out of 10, most team leaders will be willing based upon certain categories. Dan Lazinski, I know, said did this for Sphere. He put a cap on it, meaning like after his team hits a certain amount that they've generated in commissions for their Sphere, the rest is totally theirs. So, you know, I would attack it that way, but that's one of the biggest cons is that, you know, they're going to take yeah. A certain no, slice. I, I love that. Look at it from your own personal income goals and then do some reverse engineering. We've got a, some podcasts on this. We've got some webinars that we've done on this on how to reverse engineer your income goals, which will ultimately lead to what you need to produce from a GCI perspective. But the commission plays into that. So yes. run that through to kind of decide which way you want to go and do it based on your goals, not based on that sticker shock of 50-50 split. The last one that we'll mention here in terms of the con list is this might kind of, you might butt heads with some people on a team. You might run into team members or leaders that have different standards, different goals, different personalities than yourself. Yep. Um, I know my brother and his team ran into this. He lost a bunch of agents. And the reason he lost them is because he was making people make their calls. <laughs> he was making people show up to like three meetings a week. And that was the standard to be on the team. You Mm -hmm. need to show up to these team meetings. To be on the team, you need to make this amount of calls or this amount of touch points. These people didn't want to apply to that. That's not wrong. 
I'm right. not beating those Correct. people up. Yeah. There was just a different alignment of goal. Yeah. So you need to join a team where the goal alignment is the same. If not, that's a con. Yeah. Because you're going to enter into a world that you don't want to be in. You're going to enter into a standard that you don't want to uh, abide by. And that's uh, you know death. You're going to be frustrated not making the money you want. Also, you can look listen back to this episode with the lens of if I am, let's say you're ready to join a team, what are some questions you should be asking that team leader, that yes. owner of that team along the lines of your personal brand, commission splits, what the standards are, what the what the KPIs are, like what does the team leader expect because a lot of these things will play into yep. is this a personal fit for you? It might not be the right team, maybe there's a different team out yes, there that's absolutely. right for you. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaypodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you're looking for ways to support the show, we would love it if you'd head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Also, we'd love to hear your feedback. So if you go to staypaidpodcast.com slash survey, there's a listener survey that we have over there. We've got a bunch of responses from that. I haven't been pushing it uh, for a little bit, though. We'd love to hear your uh, feedback because a lot of what we've done in the past you know, six months here with the, with the show has been driven by some of that listener feedback, guests that we've had on the show, format, length of the show. These shorter episodes kind of came out of that feedback as well. So, so that's staypaidpodcast.com slash survey. I think it's seven questions, so it doesn't take a lot of time. Speaking of teams and, you know, if you're, if you're a solo agent, you might be a little lonely sometimes. Yeah. What do you call a, a lonely cheese? What do you call a lonely cheese? A cheese that is lonely. Mm. Provolone. Provolone. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. And of course, you can check out Reminder Media on social media. We are at Reminder Media. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. Obviously, one of the action items from this is look at yourself and go, should I be on a team? Should I not be on a team? If you're a newer agent, right? And maybe you're struggling, maybe a team is the right choice for you, right? Maybe you're on a team right now and you're not happy and it's because your standards are different. But I think the real action item that everybody can apply across industries to this is what are your standards? What are the accountability metrics that you've put into place? Whether you're running a team, running as a solo agent, thinking about joining a team, it is one of the most important things you can do in business is set your standards of excellence that you will not compromise on. If you set that in your life, it will produce powerful, powerful results in who you hire, what you do every single day, your income. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 